Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your host, Joe, and special guest, Derek Olson from Neanderthal Games. Hello everyone, today I'm going to tell you about Unboxing Games $500 board game sweepstakes. Every month, Unboxing Game is giving away $500 worth of board games, and I'm going to go over the multiple ways you can enter, how it works, and what you can win. First, let's go over multiple ways you can enter. There are three ways you can get entries. You can sign up for one of their membership programs and get automatic entries every single month as well as other benefits such as store-wide discounts to their online store and automatic entries into their single game or game giveaways. New benefits are constantly being added as well. Or you can pick up some board game merchandise from them and get one entry for every dollar you spend. Here are a few examples of what you can get. They have shirts, pins, stickers, even drink coasters. Lastly, you can mail in entries if you want. Now let's discuss how this sweepstakes works. Each month after drawing period ends, all entries are sent to a third party sweepstakes administrator who makes sure all the entries are eligible and then randomly selects a winner. Next, Unbox and Game then notifies the winner and the winner gets a $500 gift certificate to Cool Stuff Inc, Card House, or Game Nerds. Then the winner goes on a $500 shopping spree at one of these online stores, picking up $500 worth of board games of their choice. Finally, Unboxing Game does this whole thing all over again next month. So what are you waiting for? Get your entries in today and secure your chance to win. Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm here with Derek Olson with Neanderthal Games. Hey, thanks for having me here. So, what got you into gaming? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know, just playing games as a kid, I didn't really play anything more than the standard Monopoly and Aggravation and stuff, but um, in college I was exposed to Munchkin and Catan. Okay, so you are a fellow Munchkin player. I. I don't play much anymore. I've kind of evolved from, from that. I okay. don't do that much anymore. But you started out with Munchkin. Yeah, that was probably my first kind of more modern take on board games. So what do you, what, what type of games do you play now? Um, I typically play uh, kind of lighter, middleweight strategy games. I'm a big fan of Red Raven stuff. Okay. So anything by Ryan Pocket. Kind of. Fan favorite there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think his stuff's really great. 
his artwork and game design. He kind of he's kind of like a one man shop. It seems like it's, it's pretty cool to see. Okay. What's your favorite game from him? Uh, I'd say the Ancient World. It's kind of a, I think it's a lesser known one of his. You know, he's really known for above and below and near and far. But the Ancient World's a really neat game where you're trying to build up your your civilization and you can kind of go more into building your your civ or building your army to defeat these Is that creatures. a newer one by any chance? Uh, no, it's... Okay. Uh, I think I just saw that in the GMT magazine that I was looking at. I think they they did a Kickstarter recently for an update. Okay. Like second edition. Okay. That must have been what and I thought. Yeah, I got the names open. just sounded familiar and it looked like the artwork from Near and Far Mm-hmm. Above and below, so yeah, it was really hard to get a copy of the original one when I when I saw it. I wanted it, so you pay a little extra for that. But yeah, now that the I know what that's di- like. Now that the second edition's out there, it's it's probably a lot easier to get. You have a second edition? I got the the kit, like the upgrade kit. Okay, he did on his Kickstarter, so I got that. Cool. So what got you into game design? Um, I th- I've been doing that since I was a kid, too. I I mean, probably before I was 10, I was making... I made a, a game with, like, a Monopoly-style board, but it was with army men, and you'd roll the dice, and you'd collect these different army men and use them to fight each other. Um, but I really got into it more... Uh, once I got into the more hobby-type games, I wanted to, you know, make my own. It seemed, seemed cool enough playing them. I was like, oh, well, I have this idea, and do it. So. Okay. And when did you decide to create Neanderthal games? Uh, that was probably five years ago, I think. I um, just kind of wanted some sort of entity to go along with, uh, you know, making games. And just, you know, you see, you see the uh, the big names of Fantasy Flight and stuff. I was like, well, if I'm going to start making <laughs> games, I need to have some sort of some sort of name for my my stuff too. And I've always been a, a fan of. I don't know, just cavemen. It's kind of the origin of the species and things. So that's so kind of how I Why the name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got cavemen. Oh, you do? Too. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just something kind of neat. So. Well, my dad is kind of weird, uh, <laughs> but my dad uh, used to haul garbage. So I, I'm a garbage man. I, I run a garbage company, and they always called him caveman. Oh, nice. And so on the side of his truck, they had a caveman. Cool. So, yeah, you, you would like him to be your garbage man? Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is the first game you designed? The first game I designed, like published and No, well, you, you talked about your, your game that you, you had the army men. Did yeah. you do anything after that? Yeah, so so that one I just kind of made and like colored the Sharpies and okay. pens and stuff. and I gave it to a friend way back when. Um, so someday soon, when you make it famous, that friend is going to pull out this game, and he's like, hey, Derek Olson, design this, this yep. first game. That would be and then he's going to retire off of that, <laughs> and you're still going to be working your butt off. Yeah, with all the with all the money that <laughs> game designers bring in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's the people that benefit off of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't make any money, but, you know, he'll make it. Yeah, exactly. So. That's all right. So, after that? Um, after that, uh, kind of I don't remember making anything for a while until uh, kind of into college. I mean, maybe some 
on and off stuff, but nothing that really kind of... When you got into the hobby gaming, yeah. it started to interest you a little bit? Yeah, then that's when it became more more intense. And like, oh, you know, I'm going to invest some time into this. And uh, the one I remember is uh, kind of a medieval-style game. I was real big into Age of Empires. Okay. She played yep. that on the computer. Um, so I made a game that I never finished, but it was called The King Must Eat. So it was about balancing uh, these farmer units and your military units, and you're trying to destroy the, the enemies, the uh, agriculture, okay. so you can take them down. So, but it never came together. I was trying to put a, a real-time strategy game into a tabletop game, which um, is very hard. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever revisit that? I think so. I have all the pieces. So I made all of these, these little uh, pieces out of... Uh, Bake clay, okay. kind of round tokens, and I painted them real nice and put little icons on them. I have hundreds of these tokens because I made enough for eight players. Oh, and I wow. painted it. It's like, what am I doing? And you know, that's a that's a big thing with the uh, game design is not investing so much time on how it looks and, and stuff before you have a playable thing. Right. You know, I spent days forming these little shapes and and painting them and stuff, but. That's okay. I still have them, so no. whenever I whenever I come back to it or any sort of other game of pieces and pieces like that, I've got them in the yeah. closet. So what was your first game that you designed, published, and have out there? Uh, it's Auriferous, which is just uh, the past month or two just published now um, on the Game Crafter, and that was a that was a pretty cool journey. Like, so I. I thought of that idea in pretty much five minutes. Like the core mechanisms just kind of came together when I was uh, at this game design night at the game chest. Um, I had these, I had these, this block of D6 dice, like a bunch of them, and they're all golden and shiny and stuff. And I was like, oh, I should use these to make a game. And ooh, it should be about mining gold because they're all shiny. And so, so inspiration can kind of come from yep. anywhere. And then I. So you you saw the, all those uh, different areas where you can put your your miners in there. So I wrote all those out, each one on a different card. In okay. Like five minutes, and that was kind of the core game that was made, and it just kind of evolved from from there and uh, fine tuning, but stayed a lot the same from there. Oh, that's cool. It's and it's about twenty thirty minute game. Yep. Yep. It's uh, kind of a Heavier filler, but some dice rolling, some uh, move your meeples down the track on yep. uh, the mine shafts, correct? Yep, you kind of dig deeper into the mine and shafts to level powers. up your you level up your your powers each turn. Whatever you have in the mine shafts, you get to use those powers every turn. You just get stronger and stronger until you decide you want to strike gold. And the gold is is the ultimate goal. Yep, that's yep. your points. You and once the, all the gold's gone, then game over. Game over. You want to, yeah. You want to have your your share of that. Okay. You want a bigger share by the time the game's over. So. And what are you working on now? Uh, right now, it's uh, Salty Chef, and then a few other side projects, but mostly Salty Chef, which is a a dexterity-based social deduction game. Okay. Without giving too much away, um, can you give any hints about that? <laughs> um, basically, you are you are all uh, working together cooperatively to uh, 
in a restaurant to try and get all these these dishes created, and you're you're putting them together, and everybody's controlling a different set of ingredients, and you're trying to work together and move these plates around with different ingredients on them that are required to make the orders that the customers are requesting. Okay. There's there's one person who is the the salty chef, and he's trying to make everything fall apart basically before the time runs out. That happens. And that happens even without the salty chef sometimes <laughs> when you're playing, to be honest. So do you have a timeline of when you're going to try to have that one out? Um, right now, the the core mechanics are pretty much done now. It's just about figuring out the uh, the layout and the, the artwork and the graphic design. Okay. Mostly. So, um, and you do all the graphic design yourself? Yeah. I'll, I do everything except for uh, the major artwork. Okay. Yeah. Did you go to school for graphic design or anything? No. Just kind of picked it up on yourself? Yeah, I just, I'm just kind of winging it okay. right now. Um, but yeah, I have, I have plenty of, of people to uh, lean on for uh, helpful hints and suggestions and things. That's good. So, um, you, you mentioned you had a couple other ideas out there. So, I mean, you've got uh, possibility of how many games coming up? I mean, it's or how many are you working on right now? You've got Salty Chef is your main one, and yeah. like you said, your core mechanics are pretty much done. Yeah. You have a couple other ones in the works. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I've always got ideas out there. I I keep everything kind of in a. You're gonna go back to the medieval game. That that one's always out there. Oh, now I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of my uh, I don't know what you want to call it. My project that is like that I'm going towards for my entire life. I don't remember what you call that kind of my capstone or whatever, um, is a is a game I worked on a few years back when the NFL games kind of started, what's called Frostbite. Oh. And that was a survival game where you're all prehistoric man or Neanderthals, and you're trying to survive the Ice Age that's impending. Okay. So, you're trying to, so you have this clan of people that you're moving around, and you're building up huts, you're chopping down trees, you're killing deer, and you're trying to trying to build up and have enough stored up so when the the freeze hits, you have enough uh, of a settlement to kind of survive that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what, I didn't even mention that before, but that's kind of what really got the Andersall games going. I guess that so was going to do that one next so I can get that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's got some, some pretty neat artwork, actually. Um, so you right. have the artwork done on that one? I have some artwork. Okay. Um, I got some of that because that was part of a contest a few years ago, so I wanted to have something nice and flashy for like the front cover. Right. Um, so I commissioned that uh, that art, and that one looks pretty good as far as the, the box art. I spent a good chunk of money on that, but it just looks pretty good. I have a poster at home somewhere. Oh, gee. Hanging on the wall just because it was so pretty. I just wanted to look at it. Oh, no, that's cool. So, but yeah, that one, I kind of borrowed the... Uh, was it Forbidden Desert? Have you played that? Or, you know the mechanism I, in I there do. for the yep. storm. Yep. It it had kind of a similar mechanism for moving the storm pieces. It was a tile-based okay. game like that. So that's kind of where that started. Kind of the opposite cold versus heat. But so do you have a? Do you think you're gonna go back to that one eventually? That's that's always on the back burner. It's always there. Okay. Just <laughs> haunting me. 
because you I want just to finish it. I I would love to. And then but you can sell copies of that. But it's one of those where if it's not perfect, no. it's not going anywhere. Yep. It's too precious uh, to yep. have it out there and not be just right. So. Well, if it's your baby, I mean, yeah, understand that. So, um, tell me the name of your new game again. Auriferous. Auriferous. Yeah. That's a heck of a name. How did you come up with that? Um, well, so the the original game that I had before, and then it evolved through this through starting work on it again. The original name was Market Cheese Pickaxe Minecart Ship Dynamite, which wow. was just the name of all of the the okay. mine shafts. Because in that first five minutes, when I was played it the first time, somebody came over and asked me, "What's the name of this?" And I didn't have a name for it yet, so I just looked at all the cards that I had oh, written here and I read them <laughs> off. <laughs> all right, so that works, I guess. It's a heck, it's heck of a name. So it's auriferous. Yep, auriferous. And okay. That that means uh, gold bearing. Oh, so it's an actual dictionary term, but it's not wow. a widely used one. A U is the, you know, the periodic table yep. symbol for gold. Okay. And then riferous or ferrous, or ferrous is, I think, containing or bearing. Well, I see. So just went, kind of just total school smarts right there. I Googled it. There you go. And that's so what most somebody, people do. Somebody. Someone did it. Dictionary. Yeah. It worked. And I'm going to borrow it. That's all right. That's good. I like it. It's a cool game. I ordered one off Game Crafter. Now, is there any other place in Game Crafter that you can get these? Um, yep, you can get them at the game chest as soon as I get a couple more in. Okay. We're going to have them stocked, but um, I had a demo day and they all sold out. Yes, I heard you did very well on that. Yeah, so that was really cool. Uh, just kind of, you know, being a small-time uh, one-man shop. and you get a case of them and yeah, sold out? Yeah, they're all gone, so... Um, in a couple of weeks, they'll have they'll have some more. So cool! You can get them there, or you can get them on the Game Crafter. Okay. Or yeah. any other stores in town? Uh, not at the moment. Okay. No. So All right. That's it for now. Okay. Um, so besides the game hobby, the game design, uh, what else is there in your life? Is it family, kids? Yeah, I uh, I'm married. Uh, my wife Celine for 11 years now. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we have three kids. Kennedy, Roman, and RJ. I was going to say that you don't look old enough to be married <laughs> for 11 years, but then I forgot that I got married 15 years ago, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got married when we were, well, I was 20. Okay, well, that's nice when I got married the first time. So. Yep. So Only been married once? Yep. Wow, way to go. That's it. That's awesome. Once and only once. And three kids? Yep. Girls, boys? A girl and two boys. Okay. Yep. And are they into the gaming hobby? Yeah, they're getting into it. And um, the Salty Chef game actually is one that all three of them can play. Oh. With the the color matching and okay. you know, the light dexterity. How old are your kids? Eight, six, and four. Okay, yeah, I suppose. So with that, without some of the social deduction stuff, uh, I kind of take that out when I play with them. But, yeah. Um, yeah. They, they get into some of those games, too, with us. Like, uh, one of their favorites is... Rampage. Oh yeah, I think you have that one. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, they love that one. Yep. You know, getting to smash people. In that is a good one. And then they they renamed it to uh, Terror Evil City. City. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. I think they lost the IP or something. Yeah. From that one, because I remember playing the video game on was it Super Nintendo or? And oh yeah, there you go. You got one right <laughs> over there. 
I never played it in the arcade, but I, that's yeah, where I played Nintendo it. Nintendo 64 yep. or something. Yeah, they, they had a version of it, but I remember playing it in the arcade, and that's where I got hooked on it. Then those uh, arcade up games out, came out, and there's so many of them. I would be broke, and, <laughs> and my wife would most likely kill me if I brought home any more. Of course, they have an X-Men one coming out. I don't know if you're into superheroes or not. Oh, a little but, bit. Not, uh, as, not as much as most. Do you went to the arcade? When you yeah. younger? Okay. Oh, yeah. So do you remember the X-Men game that had four uh, joysticks? It was two screens. Uh, I don't Gigglebees I, had it. I didn't play that was one. That, do you remember going to Gigglebees? No, I, I didn't grow up here. In okay. Where world. did you grow up? Uh, Watertown. Okay. Not too far away, but yeah, no, I never got to Gigglebees. Oh. Uh, with that, like, rat guy on the moped. Rat guy? Wilbur the Coyote. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well. Rat guy. Let's see, there was a bear. <laughs> There's Wilbur. Wilbur's the first that I remember, and then they had oh, Wilbur's Chuck, friends. Chuck E. Cheese is the rat guy. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese is the rat guy. I'm mistaken. I was going to say, I don't think he looks like a rat, but kind of a furry he, thing. He's, he's had seen better days, though. <laughs> um, so, like, what do you, uh, do you have a game group that you play with, or part of Ions, or? Um, nope, I'm not part of IONS, but I do have kind of a core group of people I, I generally play with. Um, and also I hang out at, at the game chest every once in a while. So if people come down, check out your game, you might be able to, might be around there? Yeah. Okay. How yeah. do you feel about signing your games? Oh, I signed a bunch of them uh, when I demoed it okay. uh, a few weeks back. And yeah, no, that's, that's fine. I have a golden marker oh. that, I, that I was using for the game design at one point, and then I just kept it in there. It's like, oh, well, maybe somebody will want it signed someday. Yeah. And I, I just held on to that. So There's nothing cooler, and this is coming from a gamer, there's nothing cooler than getting a game from someone you know, um, you know, someone around your neighborhood or whatever that, that created something. It's just, I mean, it's cool. It, it really is. And, uh, like, I got a buddy that writes books, and uh, I get him to sign the books. So it's well, it's great. They be my friend, but it's so cool on my level to like, like I'm a podcaster. I'm just a gamer guy. I'm down at the bottom here. You're a game designer. You're way up the top. <laughs> so you know, it's it's cool to see that. You know, it's something that I don't have time for. Um, I would love to do something in that field, but I just don't have time for it. And to see someone that does do that and and create these awesome games like Periphorous, that's awesome. So I look forward to seeing more and more games from you. Yeah. So Well, it takes both sides of the coin. I mean, without people playing games, I mean, game designers would be nowhere. So. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think you guys have a good niche. Uh, the game industry, from my understanding, is increasing. It, it's getting better. So but then again, there's so much competition now. There is, but if you're like especially. me, you just buy everything you see and if it's anything <laughs> local, chances are you're getting it. Well, that's so, awesome. Yeah. And hopefully have. anybody out there that listens to this can go to Game Crafter and what would they search? Just Auriferous? Yeah, that's, that's kind of a weird name to type in. But I actually typed in your name, yeah, Derek you Olson, and I found your game through that. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, or if you... Or Neanderthal Games, I think it was. Yes. Yep. Yep, you can find it that way, or you can Google Auriferous board game, and that should come up. And how do you spell that? A-U-R-I-F-E-R-O-U-S. Wow, just rattled that off. 
That's awesome. I've typed that enough. <laughs> well, I, I would hope so. I mean, you are the designer of it, so yeah. that works. Do you have anything else to add? Do you want to plug anything else or buy your game? Yeah, definitely. Or at least uh, check it out. And support, uh, Do you have any videos on Game Crafter so they can kind of see the playthrough or little details? I, I know there was a description on there. I actually ordered yours as well as it works. So. <laughs> uh, right now, there's not a a video on there, but I'm working now that now that I have uh, the actual copies, which I didn't get very long ago. I'm going to put together a how to play and then also a, a playthrough video. Okay. Everything kind of happened so fast with my first batch of copies that I haven't uh, had a chance to do that yet. So. Well, that's good and bad. I know. <laughs> that's awesome that you. You blew through your copies like that. Yeah, I only have. But kind of a bummer that you didn't have the opportunity, but, you know, it's plus and minus. I'll take it. Awesome that you get rid of them, so and now you're going to get some more. So how many are you getting a uh, case again? or? Yeah, I've just got ten this time, so Game Crafter does print on demand. So Okay. Um, yeah, I just I just ordered ten this time. I got twenty last time. So. Wow. Yeah, those all sold. So I'm hoping to sell all these and just keep that going. Okay. So... So does that help you out pretty good on the Game Crafter? I saw there's a credit program. Yeah. Um, so the more you uh, spend at the Game Crafter, or the more you sell of your your games on the Game Crafter, you get a little bit uh, more profit per game that you sell. They cool. take a little smaller cut, so it really incentivizes you to use them uh, more and more. So it's and pretty nice. That is based in the U.S.? Yep. Okay. Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. I'm going to Wisconsin this weekend. Yeah. So, awesome. I don't know if they do tours. It would be really sweet. That would be that cool. place, but I don't think they do tours. Well, never know. Maybe I can count them into it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, so is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I'd just say uh, support your local game stores. Uh, so I go to the, the game chest. There's also the Dragon's Den, which I go to every once in a while, and... Uh, yeah, just support your local game stores because I mean, they're the ones that are going to be there when when you're stuck on the side of the road and you don't have a game, you can just walk over there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I heard Game Chest is moving to a new, new location. They've outgrown their spot downtown. Or yeah, know. they're they're hoping to move. I think um, as soon as they can. They, I think they're under lease agreement right now, but they're looking for someone to take over their space. They they just want to bigger space with more specialized space. I think. Have they so found the spot yet? I think so. I'm not 100% sure okay. on that, but it seems like they're pretty gung-ho about that. Staying downtown? or uh, Downtown, I, yeah, I think, I think so. it's awesome. you got a lot of foot traffic there. Yes. It's and visibility, so. Center town, downtown's booming right now, so it's kind of silly not to be downtown. <laughs> yeah. But, on the other hand, the parking. The parking is probably the worst part about where they are right now, especially with the Levitt shell that that's right. opened up yep. and all those concerts there. Uh, people are coming in and just parking there. And they're coming to get the food there, but they're more there for the concerts. Yeah, they took out the parking lot for that, right? Wasn't there a parking lot across the street? I think there's still Used a small parking lot Ravens, over. I believe. Maybe there was two parking lots there, I'm not sure. But, they're, they but there's a lot more cars there now. No, I think it's yeah. the, the bigger issue. Is and those are on uh, weeknights or weekends? I know it's like 
almost, spent almost every weekend. I think oh, wow. during the during the week, everyone. They don't get out much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much they're going to be doing that during the the fall. And, okay. But during the summer, I think they had 33 shows. Oh wow! Concerts at the that new level. So. No. I suppose it brings it's people in. Busy. It's been busy over there. So. They've done a lot of work to downtown. Yeah. So I, I see just north of that, heading to the falls, there's uh, condos or something like that went up. Oh, Big I apartment building. Uh, I pretty fancy looking. So yeah, so I, for me, it's just a straight shot right down right to go to the game chest. Yep. So it's convenient. A little too convenient sometimes. And yeah. then when I come home and I'm quickly unloading my car into the game room, <laughs> They get a little hassle on the way, so <laughs> try to make it as quick as possible. Yeah. But uh, my one of my big things that I love about the game chest is their used section. I found so many awesome gems oh, there. Oh yeah, definitely. And then of course I like clearance section too, so I wipe them out there whenever uh-huh. I go down. And I've got a couple. Uh, but then their new releases are. I I shop wherever and whenever. So I mean I I my I like miniature market. Um. Game Chest, Dragon's Den, Rainbow Sports Cards. I've been going to Rainbow since I was a kid. Um, I haven't gone to the new store. Was it Warcraft or Warhammer or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I don't even know where that I, is, but I heard that. Over by the Western Mall area. No, it's... Uh, yeah, it is over by the Western Mall. It's in that Pizza Ranch strip mall. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even know it was there. Yeah, I I went by it one time, and I, I was like, oh, there's another game store over there. <laughs> so then I found out it was like specialty Warhammer stuff. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll buy anywhere. And my big thing is when I like to travel, I love to hit the game stores on the way. So oh, yeah. when I go up to see my parents in Two Rivers, uh, I like to go up to Green Bay, and they've got a game store called uh, Gnome Games. And then I go to uh, where they're at, Two Rivers, and they've got a, a little game store downtown there. And that is uh, like something like Exposed Meeple or something. It's a meeple <laughs> in a trench coat, and he's flashing you a bunch of games. Right. So I, I love going to local game stores and just picking up the game, holding them, and chances are I'm going to be walking out with quite a few of them. So oh, yeah, there's nothing like just taking the box and it is. checking it out. I mean, you can see so much online, but feeling the game box in your the hand, hand and then, yeah, and then you turn it around, and you're like, oh, okay, so I can see all this stuff. can't see that online. So, yeah. And I, I like going, when I go down to Geekway in uh, May and June, then I like to go down to Minute Market and check out their actual store. Oh, nice. So, I've been off. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, it is. A um, <laughs> couple years back, I went down there and I spent about 1500 bucks. And uh, I drive a little VW Beetle. That thing was packed. Oh, I bet. Trunk, back seat, and the front seat <laughs> was just packed. And my wife, I, I opened the door and I'm pulling stuff out. She says, How much stuff do you have? I said, yeah, A little bit. I actually had the 8x10 table over there completely full and stuff stacked on top of each other. It was insane. I like games. <laughs> so I do too. That's, that's why I'm designing them too. So, uh, what kind of collection do you have? Uh, what size? I probably have 120 games, maybe. Okay. Pretty so. pretty good collection. Yeah. Kind of different. Area or the games, or yeah, uh, you typically go towards one. Yeah, I typically gravitate towards those, like probably ninety-minute, middleweight kind of games. Euros uh, or yeah, sometimes euros. Sometimes I like a little bit more uh, Maritrashy sometimes too. Sure. Um, I'm a big fan of 
the game called Cyclades. Have you played that one? No, I have not. Uh, by Metagot. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Um, kind of a mere trash. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll try about anything. Um, I like it. I love it. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Won't know until I try it. I found that's that right. out. So there are a couple games that I've tried and they just weren't for me. They may not have been bad games, but they just were not for me. Right. Yeah, and I probably and had a that. lot of it is kind of who you play with, what kind of your day brings on you. I mean, if it's the last game of the day and you've just been having it and people aren't listening and it's oh, like, yeah. okay, I'm done. This game was ruined for me and you may never play it again. Well, there's a game that I had before uh, called Once Upon a Time. It's a very light uh, storytelling game. Card game? Yeah. Okay. And I had that in my when I lived in a different town in previous gaming group, and it just did not work. And then I moved here, and I have a totally different gaming group, mm-hmm. and I need that game back because of just the the way that the, the people are in our group just more creative and yep. uh, storytelling just kind of goes with it. So, so there's been a few games kind of like that where it just depends on who you're who you're surrounded with. It really does the game. Or it breaks it. It it, it does, and uh, kind of your your day. So if you've been playing for ten hours, and you've had a rough day, or even if you just came from work mm-hmm. and you're playing a couple games, and it's just like uh, I'm not really enjoying this game, and it could be a great game. Nothing against the game. Yeah. Just that you're in a funk. Yes, and that's uh, you know like a lot of the reviewers and, and podcasters. You know, they'll hate on some games, and it is really just their opinion of whether they enjoyed playing the game at that time or not. It, it really has nothing to do with game mechanics at all. So, uh, I always kind of try to watch what I say, and some people have a problem with that. Like, they'll give me grief, like, oh, you're not critical enough on some games, or you're not mean enough. It's like, the way I look at it is just like my buddy that writes books. If you design a game, that's awesome. I'm not going to take anything away from that. It's an awesome thing that you're designing a game. It may not be my favorite game, but what did I do? I didn't create a game. You created a game. So why should I talk poorly about it? That's the way I think about it. You know, if I, I more talk the, the gaming experience that I have. You know, every once in a while I like to talk about, you know, this game had beautiful artwork, or uh, the game mechanics were just, they flowed great, uh, like the other day, we just played Raiders of the North Sea. That's by Shem Phillips. Have you played any of his games? Uh, one of my favorites is is Nakaluka. I actually picked that one up at Game Chest. Uh, so you have uh, board and just these beautiful dice, and uh, it's it's a very simple game. You pick a row, and you take a number, and you pick all the dice in that row of that number, and that's your turn. Oh, okay. And you want to fill these little kind of potion cards, and after all the dice have been chosen, then the game's over, and you count up your points from the potion cards. Very simple game, mm-hmm. but it's just, it works. It's elegant. Yes. There's not a ton of artwork, but what is there is just exactly what the game needed. And that's kind of what I look at your game, is, you know, it doesn't have to be the most elaborate game in the world. It has everything that it needs. It's got awesome dice. You can never get me wrong on dice. I love yeah, dice. Hey. <laughs> uh, it's got cool meeples. I mean, it's it's a hefty game. And even though it's a, a heavier filler, 
you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a 30-minute game. That just means you get to play it that many more times during the day or pull it out when you're waiting for another person. And that's, sometimes that's where it's at. I mean, these rolling rights. Yeah, those are 20, 30-minute right games. Yeah, welcome to That's you. pretty much what you have. I mean, you don't have a rolling right, but you've got a game where it's a filler. It's Sometimes that's what you need in between these big, heavy games. So I think you got a cool game over there. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting my copy here in a couple weeks yeah. from the Game Crafter. And, yeah, shout uh, out to them. The Game Crafter yeah. make, I mean, thousands. They do some of, awesome stuff. They make thousands of game designers, like, well, dreams uh, come true, right? Borgata. Um, I did a review and uh, playthrough video for them. They went to Kickstarter. Their their prototype was made by GameCraft. Yeah. So they do some awesome product. Oh, yeah. And if it wasn't for them, you're basically going to Kickstarter with what you made yourself. You know, no cards and whatever you printed out off a computer. So they give you some awesome components to put your game together. So they're professional. And I mean, you level. you have a professional level game right there. So it's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anything except those uh, cool minis that that every <laughs> Kickstarter has these days. Uh, yeah. Gamecrafter can do so much. But then you just 3D print it. There you go. So that's typically what I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time coming on our podcast. Yeah. Thanks so for having me on here. Talking cool. about your games. Uh, I look forward to seeing more games from come, come from you. And you're welcome on any time. I want to talk about some games. Um, awesome. want to tell about your new upcoming games. You're, you're welcome to give us a shout. Will do. All right. Till next time, I'm Joe. And this is Derek. Your local children's hospital is full of superheroes. Superhero patients. They wear gowns instead of capes and often fight evil on a microscopic level. And just like the doctors, nurses, and staff, you can help decimate illnesses and enemy foes for sick and injured children by gaming. Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers that play games and heal kids. Register at extra-life.org. Please follow us on these formats. Find us at Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. You can join our Facebook group of Average Joe's Gaming. Follow us at Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. Find us on Reddit at Average Joe's Gaming. You can join our Board Game Geek Guild at Average Joe's Gaming. You can go to our website, AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.com and find all of our information. Check out our Extra Life tab, and feel free to join our Extra Life team by clicking on the Extra Life logo, which will take you to our team page. You can also listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting devices, such as Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate all of your feedback. If you wish to get in contact to us, you can go to our website at AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.com and go to the Contact Us link 
or you can just email us directly at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook.com. You can also message us on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Thank you again for listening.